podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode number 86. Guys, get ready. Buckle in for the ride of your life, providing that your life is beyond shit that listening to this particular podcast could be the ride of your life, you know, but each of their own, I appreciate you listening. Now, straight off the bat, just want to let you know, um, you know, appreciate this podcast, you know, just sit sit back and, um, you know, really appreciate it because the truth is I might not have been here to record this. Um, I know before you think I'm being smart and you might think, oh, why? What are you going to try and go on honeymoon with Shane? Honeymoon in, in inverted commas. Um, no, that's not the case. I tried that and I was point blankly refused access to that trip. However, I did nearly die. Over-exaggeration, is it? Nope, it's true. I nearly died. I nearly died um, doing possibly one of the most boring things ever like you know when you think you're going to die it's going to be pretty cool no i died putting the recycling in the bin nearly i didn't actually die i nearly died um it was a couple of days ago the weather outside was frightful um i don't have a fire so it couldn't be delightful in the house but i went out to leave some of the recycling into the blue bin you know because i give a fuck about dolphins you know what i mean not not the ones that like have to be short noses because they just look freaky, kind of like porpoises, but the bottlenose dolphins, I like those babies. They squeak, or whatever noise they make. Um, I like those, and I try to save the environment by recycling, okay? And I was very keen to recycle because the weather was beating it down. It was raining cats and dogs. Now, a lot of you don't know where that saying originated. Apparently, it's got to do with... Back in the day, somewhere, probably London, that's where everything happened, um, that whenever there was high rains, people used to like have their animals washed away, so they'd just be flying down the river, so the high rains, raining cats and dogs, probably bullshit, but anyway, um, went out, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to brave this rain, went out with my wee bag full of recycling, went out to the blue bin, which no joke, I'm like looking at it now, it's about... One, two, it's three metres from my front door, like one, two, yeah, three steps, um, albeit if you're taking BFG style steps, just big strides to the bin, opened up, popped it in, I went, the, the weather's just beating down on me, you know, being hit with these big, go- it's like every raindrop's like a pint in my head, right, and I'm heading out, open up the bin, then all of a sudden, flash of lightning, right at the edge of my driveway, Right? Like, literally, I see it coming down from the heavens like in a movie when God just bam! Gets someone lightning, bam! Hits my driveway or my street, whatever. And it's graphic. You know what I mean? Not sexually graphic, but it's like, I can see I can see the shape of it. You know, I normally see lightning, it's just a flash, but I can see, like, like loads of, bo- like, varicose veins just pacham! And I think, oh, fuck, I'm dead. When that hits, like, literally, as soon as that hits, the loudest thunder I've ever heard in my life simultaneous to the lightning and I shit myself I actually I think I made you know that noise that no matter how hard you are like I mean if you're Vinnie Jones you'll still not look hard if you make the noise <laughs> you know I was holding my recycling and I, I heard it and just, <laughs> you know like a like a nervous ghost <laughs> You know, he's not quite into being a ghost yet. He's just died. Maybe that's what I will be like when I die. That'll be my ghost noise. And after a few years of, like, ghosting about, you know, you can be like, but when you just die, you go, and that's what happened. But thankfully, um, I was wearing Primark flip-flops, so they obviously would have absorbed any sort of electrical shit that was going on. Um, and I survived also it was about three meters to the bin um, I was also quite close to my car so hopefully the wheels would have absorbed but it must have been about probably 10 meters from where I think it struck you know so all I'm saying is guys appreciate every minute on this earth you never know it's going to end you know you could just be struck by lightning and die albeit that would be a very rock and roll way to be killed not putting out the recycling but just struck by lightning but um, I'm glad I survived. You know, I'm glad I'm here to do the weird podcast. And um, that's just basically me saying, guys, look, you know, 
you might always have me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like kind of like a man in respect, like George Harrison of the Beatles. You know, maybe like on the Northern Irish comedy scene, not the the main attraction. You know, but definitely a real grafter with some talent that whenever the other main attractions maybe do, like, you know, get assassinated or something, you'll appreciate the wonder of George Harrison. Do you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. But I'm still here. And if you want to appreciate me, you know what you can do? You can be, like, the two guys that appreciate me more than anybody else. You know, my Patreons, my boys, John Joe Flood, or as he goes on Patreon, John Joseph Flood, because, hey... He likes to show me what he's all about. You know, he's John Joe, the, the just his mates, but when he means business, when he wants to support somebody, when he wants to be a Patreon, a patron, whatever, he's John Joseph, and he ain't going to be fucking about with that. Major shout-out to, to John Joseph for being a, a patron, and also to my man Shane McMullen. He's come on board, number one, numero uno, Shane McMullen, the first patron to come on board my Patreon and say, hey, man, I'm a true weirdo. I'm there. I want... To support you and guys I appreciate that you know it's again um, early days with the Patreon it's up it's on there Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast the whole Patreon is to be used um, to try and improve this podcast so whether that be initially the sound I'm trying to just get the sound get a new wee sort of recording set up to make the sound crisp every week you know um, I'm looking to down the line get a wee, wee camera up get a video podcast coming out as well you know show you guys what um, what it's like when you're recording a podcast with a stringer you know what I mean wearing that string vest showing people what you're all about that's what we're all about in this podcast is showing people what we're all about so that's what I'm hoping to do um, I was also in the shower there getting washed up you know because hey I like to be clean I like to kill germs you know and since I appreciate my life so much more now after nearly being struck by lightning I feel like you know I just got to be clean because you never know when opportunity's going to knock on that door, you know. I'm ready. But I was in that chart and I was thinking, hey, it's episode 86 of the Weird Podcast, which means in 10 episodes it'll be episode 96, which means in 14 episodes it'll be episode 100. And, um, you know, if I can get enough Patreons on, on board, I might rent out a wee space, do episode 100 live, get a couple of guests in, you know, make it a real, a real shindig. So that's what you'll be doing if you're supporting uh, the Patreon and supporting the podcast and hopefully making it better content. Again, those who are on board with the Patreon will be getting an extra wee podcast. I haven't worked out what the sort of stuff I'll be doing on that is, but they'll be getting that and also probably some behind-the-scenes stuff. And, uh, yeah, by behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, just like me sitting watching Love Island or whatever. And then, you know, probably uh, some sketches and shit like that as well. Maybe some audio or audio sketches yeah that's it no physical audio but yeah there'll be more stuff once I work it out once it's up and running the supply and demand hey you know I got a D AS level economics that's what I'm all about you know supply and demand you want it Papi gives it you know and that's that's that but yeah thanks very much to, to uh, my, my two favourite people in the world John Joseph and Shane um, but you know it's all it's all good it's been uh a nice week. It's been a busy week, um, but again, you know, I said last week in the podcast, hey, I don't want to be one of those guys that complains that they're they're busy. You know, flip saying, I wish people hated me a bit more. I think fucking work, you know. But I'm lucky enough that I'm, that I'm quite busy. Um, oh, I drink some water, keeping hydrated. Um, after during the week, I did a I did a sketch which is going to come out in and around the time of the open, the golf open. It was. Um, like a, a Stephen Watson of BBC sketch with, with Shane playing Stephen Watson and myself playing Graham McDowell. So it's just a kind of, you know, going back over that uh, sort of GMAC kind of North, North Atlantic sort of draw, you know, talking about, uh, you know, coming back to Port Rush, you know, playing playing some golf, drinking a few cool beers, you know, maybe heading out for a night out in Belfast, you know, same night, use some teleportation, make my way to the club, you know, good alibi, give me an alibi for a poor performance the next day at the Open, you know, that kind of thing, and uh, of course, make the most of the uh, hospitality, drink a lot of cute old beers, have a good time, you know, doing that sort of stuff, so yeah, but that was nice and fun, again, um, it's nice to be doing more sketches, more video content, again, as you all know now that I'm a, I'm a big shot actor, um, after I did my short film last week with it that I wrapped on um, the suit which will hopefully be out soon um, it's nice to just get more sketches done I've got a wee, uh, wee time timeline worked out to 
get a few sketches filmed with my man Michael Foster, you know. So hopefully they'll be coming uh, in the next wee while when I get a bit of bit of free time. That would be would be great, you know. But yeah, it's good, all good in the hood, as as the real nerve virgin loser guys say. You know, hey man, it's all good in the hood. <laughs> you know, absolutely use my spit as a lubricant for myself. <laughs> but yeah, it's all good. Did uh, did that sketch during the week and then it's the first week of not having Pug Ugly's Comedy Club as a weekly club for the summer which felt um, a little bit weird you know it definitely was a bit odd not having it on a Thursday but then at the same time it was nice to just be able to you know be at home relax spend some time with the family it always is good to do that so need to get into the into the way of doing that so if any of you guys have any like suggestions or activities you think I should be doing since I'm not running the weekly comedy club that would be great, you know. Um, Pug Uglies is back for this one, the first summer night on the 18th of July. Um, I have verbally booked the headliner. I have to actually send him a wee message after this is over and make sure that he gets in a diary because, hey, he's, he's a busy man, you know. He is a very funny, well-established comedian. So it'll be a very sexy night at the club if we can get that, that sort of but hopefully I'll have more dates to announce that soon but um, yeah all good another segue my uh, gig that I did this week it was at the Crescent Arts Centre which if you've not been before is you know probably one of the best venues as an act to perform tell you why the stage is sweet you know great stage good lighting like it's like a full like theatre almost you can get flipping strobes to come on with uh, you get a smoke machine I feel like the undertaker walking on the stage you know obviously I walk at the same pace as him whenever I'm sprinting so that was good to have that I had the smoke machine the guy uh, running the tech came in when we were in the green room which by the way also has a green room good start we're in the green room um, and the tech guy comes in he's like hey man um, what do you want for your your walk on music and I went hmm Say what? And he went, yeah, you could pick a walk-on song. And I went, all right, what should I go for? Something silly. And I went, nah, I want to go for something that I would like to walk on with. So I went for Dio, Rainbow in the Dark. When there's lightning, you know it always brings me down. Great tune. And it just got me so pumped to do my set. So it was great. I was opening for um, the the legendary Kevin McAleer, who was absolutely brilliant. You know, it was myself uh, on support um, Bruna Diamond did support too she did great as well it was nice to actually first time I met her so it was good to good to see her and uh, Alan Irwin who's just always brilliant you know he was hosting the night and then he didn't get to hang around too much afterwards because he had to go on to his uh, second job of the night which was hosting bingo so I mean you know he's a hustler he's out hustling for that for that coin but I mean it was a really good night it was actually believe it or not the first time I've actually ever met Kevin McAleer and he was an absolute gentleman you know, obviously, his stand-up needs no introduction. Everyone knows all of it. And he was just superb. But as a guy, really down-to-earth, didn't, you know, uh, just got on with us spot-on. There's no ego, no nothing. I thought he's a really, t- he's a top guy. Really hope to gig with him again in the future. And, like, a lot of people are probably going, hey, Dave, like, you know, stop mugging us off here. Sorry, I got a dry mouth. Stop mugging us off here. We know you and Kevin were both in Series 2 of BBC Sketch Show Late Licence. How did you not meet him? And I'm going to say, hey guys, the magic of television. You know, you don't have to, if you're in a TV show, you don't have to be in the same place at the same time to meet people. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was able to do my bits and then he was just recording his bits at a different time. Do you know what I mean? Um, And... We never met, but of course, you know, there was a mutual respect there, you know, castmates, you know, I think maybe that's what broke down the, the any sort of, you know, standoffishness or awkwardness or like uncomfortable, you know, we were just, we felt like, hey, you know, we're in each other's hearts, we've done something like, I suppose, it's like, you know, whenever, like, Matt LeBlanc and, say, Courtney Cox, you know, they, they have, you know, friends, is their show, they're like, hey, we have, like, we have friends together, Myself and Kevin, we have late license. Do you know what I mean? That's it was that kind of you know the respect and obviously you know they they work together more and stuff. But I mean it's the the love of their iconic shows that made them that made them do that. So 
yeah, it was really great the the, the gig with Kevin, and it was just a really really fun night. You know, anytime I've done the Crescent Arts Centre, I've enjoyed it from a performance point of view. Um, anywhere that's going to give me my own pyro, I'm all for it. You know, um, when I went in, uh, I did I did say, hey guy, look, just giving you a heads up. I'm not Kane from the WWE. You know, I'm not. I'm not Metallica, I'm just Big Davy. you know what I mean, get me on, let me tell a few jokes about my ma, and there you go, but it was definitely very cool for that, and I mean, if there comes a time where I'm looking to film a proper special, like a proper R, I want to be in there, because it looks so sweet, you know what I mean, it would come out very well, but yeah, it was a, it was a good day at the office, oh great, there's me getting a, a wee email from uh, Expedia, um, letting me know that... Uh, I've got some deals to hook up, you know what I mean? They don't call me Arthur Daly for nothing. They don't even call me that, but I mean, they wouldn't if they did because I'm just getting deals flat out. Test Daly, that's me, you know? But um, yeah, it was good. It was a nice, fun week. Feeling pretty relaxed, you know, this week. Yeah, people are probably listening going, Aunt Dave, you said you're going to record a podcast on Friday. Well, shocker, I'm recording on Sunday. That's like the best ongoing banter of this podcast, isn't it? You know, of all the best intentions. But then I just thought, Hey, I'm doing a gig on Saturday. I want to talk about that. I'll just blast this out on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? And then after a long, hard week, I was sleeping. You don't want a sleepy bear. You know, you don't, you don't want me in, in HM, hibernation mode. You know, you don't need that. You want me to be fresh, fed, washed, and, you know, cherishing life. Because, I mean, on Friday, I hadn't nearly been struck by lightning. So, I mean, you know, you mightn't have had that sort of appreciation of me as a listener, and I mightn't have had that appreciation of myself. You know, that kind of... Um, egomaniacal, now narcissistic vibe that I'm just carrying on my shoulders, you know, as I carry the the scene, you know, that's it is what it is. That's all part of my new ego. I'm just gonna start saying things like that. You know, I am I am comedy. And and in Ireland and the UK, there you go. Appreciating life, appreciate myself. That's what it's all about. Um but yeah it's been a good week, been uh, busy busy with shows, busy with bits and bows here and there and then busy in that we are looking to to get a new car um, and I know that's not again from the Patreon at all you know that's not what I'm, what I'm using that for it's just for my, my hard work you know um, so and I mean by hard work uh, just get doing, doing, doing the day job you know that's just savings and uh, finance and all that shit but um, yeah, we're looking at getting a new car. I'm looking at the basically Catherine's car, the Igo that I like to cruise about in, um, which is pretty sweet because I mean, when I'm driving that Igo, I feel like I'm Bowser or Donkey Kong from Mario Kart. You know, it's just giant guy in this tiny car. Like I literally, it's, I'd say an Igo's one step up from what a smart car is size wise. But yet there's me in it, just this big hulking freak of a guy, just in this like totally wee car. You know, like if I do ever have an accident in that car my lower body will disintegrate. You know, there's no protection for me with the, the front of that. But, you know, it, it gets me from A to B. That's what my mum always used to say when I was growing up. It's like, we're going to get you a car. And then she was like, what did you like? And I'm like, yeah, I think I like a nice wee Audi number, a very sexy low. And she goes, well, you need something to get you at A to B. Don't worry about the look of the car. Just worry that it gets you A to B. And I was like, hey, mum, a bike gets you A to B too, a push bike. And she went... You know, keep that sort of cheek up, that's what you'll be getting, you know, a push bike. But obviously I know you are um, an intense uh, impact athlete, so you'd be better at like sprints over maybe a few, several seconds rather than prolonged cycling. And I know you sweat a lot, like I know now you're just sitting and you're, you're sweating. So if you were cycling, you know, A to B, by the time you got to B, you'd need to go back to A to shower in order to, to get a taxi to B. So it's a lot of wasted time, so then we'll just get you a car. You know what, and, and help you out. Which, to be fair, very generous of them. You know, when I was a little punk ass kid, you know, I'm probably ungrateful that now I would have just been like, you know, give me whatever you can. I really appreciate that. Otherwise, you know, it's just taxis and public transport. And you know what I feel about public transport. You know what I mean? You can't be going on it because then you know you get hassled by people. People are like, oh man, you're the guy that does that fucking amazing podcast so every Monday. I'm like, yeah, guy. You know, just let me be. You know, if it was Brad Pitt, you leave him be. You know, so just leave me alone. You know, like that, that video that the weird dude did about Britney. Leave Britney alone. Leave Davy alone. But then, you know, I would never do that before I nearly got struck by lightning. So, you know, 
we're, we're, we're getting on with, but we're looking at a new car and we're looking to upgrade from the way I go and we're looking to get something like a bit more spacious, you know, something like an SUV, which, hey, do I know what an SUV stands for? Nope. But all I know is it's kind of like a bigger car that you can, like, fucking put babies in. You know, like, I know you, you realistically, you can put babies in any car. Like, if anything, babies are more spacious. You know, you just fucking thrust them in. And they've got the wee soft heads and all, too. So if they don't quite go in, they're malleable. So you can kind of, like, you know, just thumb them in a bit to make sure. Like, I don't know how many babies you can fit in the car. But I'm sure, you know, excluding comfort, I could, I could fit a load in. But, um, you know, we just need enough for, for ours to be spacious in the car. Um, so, obviously, we have one at the minute. And... Um, Somewhere down the line, I would say that I'd maybe like a wee, a wee mate for Holly, you know what I mean? So we need to upgrade that so we can maybe get two car seats in there. So that's what we're looking to do at the minute. But we've been there scouting cars and we're going out on Tuesday to do a wee, a wee test drive to find one I like. So very soon I might have a, a car that suits my my life as a parent rather than scooting about in effectively a blender on wheels. You know, that's what the ego is. It's, it gets you to A to B. It's comfy, you know, it's bigger inside than it is, a bit like a TARDIS, you know, but obviously it's not that big, it's just comfortable. But gets you to be, I'm excited about that, you know, it's it's more like adult stuff, just getting yourself, hey man, you know, whatever, go to house, get a new car. I'm just grown up now. And I miss the days where I could just lie in my room playing PlayStation solidly for 12 hours, just eating uh, snack-sized Snickers and drinking Lucasy and doing nothing else, just lying there like Jabba the Hutt, but ultimately being a master of WWE Smackdown on the PlayStation, you know, that that's they were the good old days, but sadly they're gone. I'm full flipping adult. Do you know what I mean? And I miss that, like I miss I miss being a little boy. You know, it's it's weird because in my head I still kind of feel like um hey I'm not really that mature, but then you just kinda have to do shit, you know? You get yourself into pernickety situations, you get yourself you know, you get backed into a corner and you know you sit you're on the ropes and you end up doing things, you know, stuff that you maybe um, didn't want to do you know like stuff like moving house you know stuff like getting married stuff like having a kid you know realistically you just want to lie in your room and play John Longley rugby you know that's basically it but hey once you you make these decisions you have to you have to sink or swim you know and I'm I'm all for that now as I look around like this room that I record in looks like it's it's like an auntie's dining room it doesn't look like it's a, a, an immature boy like you know, I look like the guy out of there's something about Mary with the ear like I'm sitting on I'm looking in the mirror I'm seeing myself with my headset on I look like the guy with the earmuff do you see my baseball that's just what I'm like to myself yet I have to do stuff like look for a proper car that accommodates a child yeah. first world problems whatever isn't it but yeah I'm full of fucking problems this week's going to be a difficult week for me um, so if you listen to the uh, the B-side podcast to do with Shane Todd, Boy Town podcast. He's uh, obviously, as I said earlier, going away on his honeymoon. Which, to be fair, it's what now, Ju- coming into July, June, July, it's what, six six months after he got married. You know, it's not honeymoon. It's just a holiday. Do you mean I got married um, in November last year and I'm going to Nice in September? Is, is it my honeymoon? Nah, but if I want to call it, I'm going to call it, you know? But he's away for three weeks, which, to be fair, um, is fairly selfish. You know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty um, selfish of him to do that, and you know, it's it's left me as either the the sole captain of the Boytown podcast, which would ultimately just turn into a weird podcast. Which you know, a lot of you will think will improve the quality of podcast that is Boytown, but you know, being respectful to what Boytown is as a it's a it's a two person it's a multiple man podcast you know it's it, it's a multiple it's men with men doing things with men in a room very small being filmed by another man you know it's it's intimate it's it's just two men being intimate with each other and I'm gonna be loyal to that and this week um we're actually doing I'm doing a double podcast so on one day tomorrow night I'll be recording Boytown. I'll be hopping on Colin Geddes' General Banter podcast. So that'll be nice. That'll be the first time I've been on that podcast with him. And uh, he'll be hopping back on Boytown. But normally Shane's there too. So it'll be myself and Colin will be will be doing Boytown. Which will be very, very sexy. So if you're listening to this podcast on Monday 
and you want to get some questions for Boytown, throw them over for myself and Colin. We will for sure hit them. It'll be uh, good fun. I'm looking forward to actually doing the podcast with Colin. Um, tell you what it'll not be. It'll not be spacious in the little recording studio. There were two big boys, you know, two thick boys, both physically and mentally in a room chatting shit for a couple a couple of hours could be longer you know it'll be a very uh be a very sexy no doubt funny experience so check that out too um we've got guests sorted nearly for the following two boy towns so i know who's uh replacing shane i actually had um planned on getting shane's dad dennis to do it but then shane was like I'm, i'll never do the podcast with you again if you get my dad and all right man um pretty pretty slags he'd be good but yeah but he'll tell stories that i don't want to be out there i okay i'll respect you as a a gimp you know i'll say look no no problem i'll not get your dad so i'm definitely not getting his dad and that's not being said in the way like here i'm de- i definitely won't 100 percent swear on my very treasured life now that i'm not getting his dad but you know i'm sure it'll be a very it'll be a very nice time Nonetheless, I'm looking forward to to trying. You know me; I'm always looking forward to trying new things. So yeah, I'm 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 keen for that. Um, and guess what, boys and girls, I actually have managed to uh, do a wee a wee dose of um, prep for this week's podcast. Got a couple of um, stories that I want to discuss. The first one, I don't. It just makes no sense, right? This is, in essence, the weird podcast, right? This is what we're. We're looking to talk about stuff that I find weird. And I saw a title on Vice, the website Vice. It's a great magazine. Great magazine. How old am I? Great website where it kind of looks at like sort of more gritty, hard-hitting issues of the days, but news stories, you know, whatever. It's just, it's an interesting website. Now, you know when you see a title and you go, hmm, this interests me. Listen to this title. We drink water first. Drum roll, please. I'm by myself, actually, so just do the drum roll in your head, right? Okay, da 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 the Queer Woman's Guide to Strap-On Blowjobs. Let that percolate for a wee second, let you take that in. The Queer Woman's Guide to Strap-On Blowjobs, right? Or as it's called, the faux job, or strap-on blowjob, uh, that is the art of performing fellatio on somebody wearing a dildo, which is often associated with queer women, although all kinds of people do it, specifically trans men, and gender non-conforming people use strap-ons in all kinds of ways. But we've got the the the, the whoa. Um, so one of these sex acts um, that tends to confine people. What is the appeal of deep-throating silicone? Don't queer women become queer women to get away from dealing with the phalluses? And can they wear a feel anything? And is the act heteronormative or is it contrary? You know, is it subversive gender mindfuck? What can it be, guys? Well, let's find out. First off, where the term faux job came from and why do we use it? The origin of the term is a mystery, um, though the first time this author heard the term faux job was in Alison Moon's delightfully and informative 2015 book, Girl Sex 101. It's in the chapter by guest writer Tina Horn, aptly titled Gender Fuck Cocksuck. Oh man, I hate that. Gender Fuck Cocksuck. I thought that was going to be the name of my next hour show and some piece of shit has used it in an article damn it um, although it can be a useful term for basically um, it's a sex act where you suck a fake penis now um, apparently this term is this reason for doing this um, is because is it like works towards like role playing you know for me I thought the whole thing about getting uh, blown is the, the sensation that is like hey there's feelings in the world that are that are hard to beat, you know. Um, the the first taste of a Rolo yogurt, you know, that's like mm, wow. That is for me an unbelievable experience, you know, scoring um uh, directly from a corner, you know, with football, that's an experience that's hard to beat doing a bottle flip for the first time, you know, that's pretty and getting blown, that's it. But I mean, if you don't have that feeling, you know, you're not going to get that euphoria. You know, the feeling of just like explosions in your head and in your pants. You know, you don't. I don't know why they would do this. But here, why do you want to suck a dildo? This is what the article says. I think it too. You know, apparently there are there are several reasons why you would do that. 
there's th- and by several I mean three. Reason one, the way it looks. The visual appeal is a big one. Seeing your partner down on their knees, yes. The hollow cheeks inviting you sh- oh, shape of the mouse, yes and yes. Oh, the spit and salt, gross. Sometimes tears that can come from it. Um, hey, I've never encountered tears um, in that, you know, obviously. Um, because both, any time I've done it, has been at a grade situation and also possibly, you know, people I'm dealing with must have big, giant mouths that don't, you know, get past, I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know. Um, the way it feels, um, though it may be silicone, um, it doesn't mean it can't feel good. Yeah, I think so. The base of the dildo often nestles up against the wearer's genitals, which provides a pressure and stimulation along with the nice imagery. For extra sensation, dick wielders <laughs> might consider a one-strap, a thongless harness, which runs pleasantly down the middle of one's genitals. Um, that's a phrase I've never used before, but I'm definitely going to, a dick wielder, you know. Um Kind of not to be mistaken with the football team, the Harlem Wolf Welders. Um, the Harlem Wolf Wielders could be an entire <laughs> new team um, altogether. And, you know, but the base of the dildo, this is an explicit article. You know, I thought it might have just been, hey, why do you do it? There are some words I just think, goodness gracious, of my mother listening to this podcast. This is a legit quote. Some people enjoy the feeling of the base of the dildo right in their clits. Others prefer to position over their mind for extra cushion. Um, as all bodies are different, different harnesses or materials may feel better to you. Don't be afraid to experiment. Dangerous line. Um, also, believe it or not, you can get dildos that vibrate at the base. Well, you find some new um, every day. And the last thing, uh, the reason to do it is the way it alters your perception. Because, you know, faux jobs engage that often ignored sex organ, the mind. You know, for people who like to identify with having a penis that can be both affirming and arousing so that's why that happens again i find it bizarre as a heterosexual guy you know i don't know what other feelings are again i i have uh considered myself to be a, a relatively you know vanilla dude you know i don't have like any weird fetishes nothing's like oh fuck i love that you know like you hear of people like wearing masks and all like flipping asphyxiating themselves and like dressing as babies and flipping hanging off ceilings and flipping swings and that guy Dorian Gray or whatever you call Jimmy Dornan knows like you know he's got this whole room full of like whips and shit now just you know just you know hop on board and do the thing like that's what it's all about for me I'm a basic kind of guy so this is weird but then again I get confused you know what I mean it's like you find it a bit um odd I guess what they're trying to say is like why if you're a a woman who is into women, would you produce this phallus? You know, and that's a, a fair question, I guess. Like, I often get confused about that, the way in some uh, cases, if, for example, you're into the the same sex, like, say, if, you became, if you're, like, butch, if you're a woman, you know, you look more, kind. you make yourself look a bit more like a man. So it's weird that, to me that if you're attracted to women, that you make yourself look more like guys. Do you know what I mean? The same way as if some men uh, are gay and they become more effeminate, you know, because it's like, it gets to the, que- the, the question, and you said the query, which, hey, no pun intended, um, would be like, what is it that you're attracted to? You know, is it the face, or is it like the organs? You know, that's what confuses me, because if I was if I was like, right, I would go, I'm a gay dude, right? If I like guys, I want my guys to be guys, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd like a guy to be like, hey, if I'm going away from women, I want the full dude, like I want a big, strong, hairy dude to take me away and fuck me, you know, no, I'd like a, a guy to be a guy, you know, if that, I imagine if that's what it would be like, I'd be like, yeah, go for that, um, so it's weird, it's like, I, I came up with this theory, right, hey, it's a weird podcast, so I'm sharing it with you, is it right, the theory is this, um, if you're a guy, you can listen to this, and if you're a girl, you can listen to this, if you're trans if you're non-gender identified help me out with this one you know let me know what it is say for example you two celebrities the first two celebrities that obviously come to my head are p diddy and christina aguilera right so if you had p diddy looking exactly like p diddy but p diddy for the sake of this experiment if you will had p titties and a v twatty didn't really work but he's got a vagina and, a, and small tits albeit but he looks just like p diddy same whatever but technically he's he's classed as female right would you rather 
go with him, who's technically a her, right, for this? It's her P. Diddy's a her, or would you rather go with Christina Aguilera, who looks exactly like her, same hair, face and all, but she's got a dong, you know? Like, So my point being is, are you attracted to like the look of somebody, how they look, or are you attracted to what they are, if you know what I mean? Their genitals, their identifying, are you attracted to the look? Whereas I think I would probably rather get off with Christina Aguilera with a dick than I would a masculine-looking P. Diddy with the genitals. You know what I mean? Like, I've had this question before to people, and I've been half had guys go to me, fuck's sake, you go with the female Diddy all day because it's flipping. And I go, but you know what is it that attracts you to somebody? Like, if I see, um, like, when I saw my wife for the first time, I was like, she's a pretty woman. I didn't think, oh, you know, I wonder if her genitals look right or think, you know, I'd just be like, here, look, you look pretty, but do you have the, the appropriate genitals for what I'm... No, you know, you're attracted to what you see. So, you know, that's my question that I'm confused about. You know, what is it you're attracted to? Is it the genitals or is it the... the you know what I mean? Because there's some guys, like, who are very effeminate looking and are pretty guys. You go, they're good looking dudes. You know what I mean? You're like... Phew. And, like, you get some people who are, like, even drag queens, you see. You look at some of the drag queens, you have to do a double take. You're like, flip me. If I took one too many Jager bombs, who knows? You know, I would have complained about it. Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? But it's just a weird concept. And this whole thing about, like, why would you want to, you know, suck on plastic? I don't know. Like, I think if, like, if I was, if I was with my wife and we were doing stuff, I wouldn't like her to be, like, you know, sucking on a, on a fake dick because she's pretending someone else's. You know what I mean? It'd be weird to me. It'd be like, well, that's no, I'm not interested in that. That's different. What I could do is just, you know, go with me instead. You know what I mean? But I guess I'm just an old-fashioned person that doesn't like to push the boundaries, you know? Like these guys and their, their strap-on blowjobs. I tell you what, though, I'd be, be keen to know who does this, you know? I know there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there and again each to their own as long as you're not hurting anybody I'm happy to do you know I'm happy for you to do whatever you like if you want if people want to lick plastic lick plastic you know what I mean go ahead do that but it is just weird that a queer woman would give strap on blowjobs you know there's no need I think if you go to one side you need to just completely be like I'm an anti-phallus person you know what I mean I actually think I had an Phallus, but it was just her name was Alice. But, you know, when I was growing up, I had a bit of speech impediment, couldn't pronounce the A correctly. But, yeah, it was an interesting story, and I thought you guys would uh, have your thoughts on it, you know? So, I mean, I know, but it's just, it shows the world we're living in, doesn't it? Flipping people do all sorts of bizarre things, and just, just show those the show, never judge a book by its cover. Each of their own, i tell you another great story uh, this week that's just slightly on a different note altogether. That was a pretty weird sexual story, whereas this story is just kind of weird and creepy in general. Um, it's a story about some dude who was um, basically, long story short, found in a cave, and he was mummified. Now, I would disagree with the fact that the dude was mummified because he was alive, you know what I mean? But long story short, Russian man found mummified after a month in a bear's cave. Now, this is obviously an actual natural bear in the wild. You know, obviously, if I were to find uh, somebody in the kind of bears that I know's cave, they'd rather than be mummified in the corner, they'd probably be, you know, wearing some sort of latex and chained to the, the wall. You know, but in this particular case, a Russian man was found in a cave and has been described as corpse-like after having his back broken by a bear which was who was saving to eat him later. The man, who was only identified as Alexander, was, uh, he must be some kind of, like, Brazilian football or something, doesn't want to go by a surname. So Alexander was discovered by hunting dogs in the country's remote Tuva region, close to the border with Mongolia. At first, hunters thought the body had been mummified by the dry air, but soon realised that the man was still alive. Their dogs refused to move from the cave, causing them to delve deeper inside, where they made the grim but extremely lucky discovery. Shocking images and footage show how Alexander's face and body had started to decompose after lying in the same position for a month. He had open wounds and blood and dirt all over him. His grey skin was starting to rot away and his eyes looked dull and could hardly open. Speaking to hospital staff in Russian instead of the regional language of Tuvan, he said he had been there roughly a month. The man could barely speak or open his eyes and all he could do was move his arms slightly. Now, the thing about brown bears, you'll all know this as listeners to the podcast, brown bears are known for trying to bury animals that they kill, sometimes waiting for days or weeks before returning to it, and it's thought that this is to hide it from other bears while the meat decomposes and ripens. Um, Alexander, to be fair, he looks in a bad way. You know, he, he definitely looks 
um, has always seen better days. He looks like an old guy. He kind of looks a wee bit like, um, you know, Rasputin, the monk, the Russian monk. Um, but, you know, bears will hunt and eat almost anything, feeding on leaves, fruits, roots, fish, and occasionally other dead animals, which they hunt themselves or find already dead. And the brown bear's dens are usually mainly for hibernation, you know. So Alexander told the medics that he drank urine to stay alive while worrying the bear would return. Doctors said that it was a miracle that he wasn't killed and admit that they aren't sure how he was able to survive for so long. Uh, reports in the local media say that the man remembers his first name but doesn't know his surname or how old he is. Hey, Alexander, I'm going to say from the look of him, he looks about... He, may, he could be any age because he's literally decomposed, you know, but he, he looks like an old guy to me. But obviously he's going to have to be relatively young, otherwise, you know, he probably would have died in there. Um, but he was described as having severe injuries and rotting tissue from lying motionless in, for so long in the den. Local medics say they can't explain how the man survived such injuries. Um, but there you have it. Fair play to Alexander, and hopefully at some point they'll be able to see you know, what he's like, that he's recovered. Again, I, by the looks of him, you don't know if he's too long left in this world. Old Alex, you know, he looks, Alex looks bollocks, to be fair. Um, but, you know, God love him. You know, it's, and, uh, you know so now they're the two stories, the weird stories that I have this week. So guys, definitely come at me with weird stories in the future because, I mean, that first one, we got down a weird rabbit hole, sort of confused myself, started thinking, oh shit, uh, are people going to be offended by what I say? Why shouldn't people suck plastic dicks? I mean, each to their own, but again, I ended up down a rabbit hole. Don't know what I was going to say. I hadn't read that article before. Just saw a headline that I liked and thought it would make for a good, good podcast. Then it got too deep and then I'm fucked. But hey, doesn't matter. It's all, all good, homie. <laughs> um, so if you like that last segment, you know, straight away, get on the Apple podcast and rate and review the podcast. Haven't had a new review in ages. And I'm a 95 reviews i want to get the 100 please do it if i got the 100 i'd be so happy i would cry um you know so just do that please and it also helps the podcast so as well as getting on the patreon to support it get on to the apple podcast and rate and review the podcast if you're new to the podcast and haven't done it go ahead or if you know you want spread the word about the podcast you know share it on instagram stories let people know you're listening you know try and like let's go to people look there's a guy that quite clearly has mental issues here you know can we just help him out by listening to his podcast you know that would be an ideal scenario um I've also no dinner, you know, blood sugar's low, whatever. Um, I'm just going to go on the listeners' questions here because I feel like I've been chatting forever. And as, as you know, I don't let watch Love Island this year, but I have to finish for 9 o'clock in order to, to sit in the same room as my wife whilst um, whilst Love Island is on, you know, just to, to support her and show her um, that I love her, you know. Um, so... Listeners' questions. First question this week is from H Star, um, and says, "What is something that everybody looks stupid doing?" I'm keen to know what you think. I think taking pictures with iPads always looks shit. Um, you know what? I agree with you. Again, the only people that take photos with iPads are old people. You know, like people that are over like grandparent age. You know, like people over the age of fifty. Like you know, your mum, she'll take photos with an iPad. Also, we'll probably have some sort of leather case on her iPad that'll be flipped open and she'll be holding it like a book with one eye closed and her tongue in her mouth going, smile, boop, you know. First time I ever actually <laughs> brought Catherine on a date to meet my parents, um, my mum legit did take photos on an iPad, trying to be discreet to send to my aunt to be like, here, he actually has a woman that wasn't just made up. And we were both looking at each other going, uh, see you? You know, we can fully see what you're doing there. You know, just just say, hey, can you pose? Can you pose? Can you please pose for a photo? Can you pose for a photo? And we'd have done it. You know, but no, my mum tried to be real sneaky about it. Never said anything. Um, and then about probably a couple of years later, we we're just flicking through photos of something on our iPad and find the photos, the the most blurry, stupid photos. You know, but I mean, that is. It's pretty lame, I tell you what else. Everybody looks stupid doing dressing differently for Glastonbury. Do you know what I mean? Why do people go, I am the way I am. I am me. I'm going to go to Glastonbury and dress like a fucking twat. You know, because that's what all the people I've done see. Like, 
there are guys that go to Glastonbury to buy these ridiculous shirts, wear like hot pants shorts, always bandanas. Why bandanas? Why have you never you know, bandanas, stupid hats, you know, just dress as much like a twat as you can, you know, like you've just rummaged a charity shop, you know, you've got all this fucking stupid gear on, you're wearing cowboy boots, you're wearing uh, Daisy Duke pants, you've got some sort of odd sick over th- throw thing, and then you're wearing a tweed jacket with a flipping um, deer stalker hat, you know what I mean, just, just be normal, go to Glastonbury and dress how you dress, have a good time, you know, you don't, I just think people like to go to these things to, to be like, I'm so cool, I'm so quirky, I'm dressed like a fucking idiot, you know what I mean, and they're the worst people, but worse than that are the people that go, that's amazing, that's class, the way you look like that, no, fuck that, find the Glastonbury, straight up, brown shoes, jeans, black t-shirt, and what, yeah, rap to me Stormzy, my man, you know, I appreciate the music, you know, I do, but it doesn't mean I have to look like a dick doing it and see all these flags. Piss off. You know what I mean? I'm sick. I'm from bloody Northern Ireland. I'm fucking had enough of flags. Don't go to pay all this stupid money to go to some hipster's farm to drink fucking soya milk and watch some dick swing a, a flag with bloody, you know, fuck Barrett Johnson on it. I don't give a fuck. You know? I just want to go and listen to good music. You know what I mean? That's why I'm getting tickets to go and see Rammstein. <laughs> in the about your playing fields and hey there better not be flags in the way of that I just want people singing in German you know fucking hey links for right for links for links for links for right for links that's what I want to have you know what I mean not some people just acting like fucking idiots you know again I don't think that's properly um, answering your question about what people do that always look shit. But that's that's definitely some going to Glastonbury and dressing like a bad idiot is something that makes people look shit. Also, what makes people uh, look shit is <laughs> is whenever somebody uh, is waving at someone behind you. You know, someone waves and you think it's you, and you go to sort of half wave and you sort of stop halfway and then go, <laughs> ah, yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were, you know, talking to talking to me. You know, it always makes people look shit. And also, um, if you're doing, you know, those dance machines, where you're like, again, those dance machines do not, they don't actually, they're not they're not dance moves, it's just stomping, you know? Just stomping about, like as if you're in a ska band, you know, it's not legit dancing. It makes people look stupid. Um, also, what, what makes people look stupid is when you hit a certain age, when you're a woman, you're a mum, it must be you just ding on 50, that you do the same dance as every mums do at every wedding, where, like, they hold their hands, but they have, like, their thumb up over their finger slightly. So it's not a thumbs up. It's, like, a thumbs up, but it's a really tiny tip of your thumbs. You stand with your arms out, and then you just stomp from foot to foot and just shake your arm and then turn your head from side to side. You know, that also makes you look stupid because, hey, that's not dancing. There's your thing. Dancing, any time of dancing, you look stupid. What do you do with your face when you dance? You know, if you're smiling, you don't look like you're taking a dance serious, but if you're too serious, you look like you're a creep. You know what I mean? Eight star, thanks for the question. I could get down a rabbit hole about dancing. I'm going to write some stand-up about dancing after this. I think that's funny. My man, the patron, John Joseph Flood, has said, Bon dia, Papi Pump, XX, signed up to Patreon today. Much love and I appreciate that, sir. I'm looking forward to the nudes that you uh, that I hope you'll be sending to the genuine weirdos. Hey, man, you know, um, I did a bit of slapping about some sort of weird sexual things earlier in the podcast about having a swing. Um, I've got a swing with a connected GoPro camera, so you not only am I swinging, but you can see up there, very graphic, but hey, it's all for the patrons, patrons there. Um, so the question today is, what does a big, sexy bear like you do to keep cool in these Mediterranean-esque climates? Um, it's a good question, you know, the weather has got, it's got muggy, it's warm, it's like sticky, you know, it's not like, it's not like nice heat, like holiday heat, there's like a, and there's a moisture, there's a moisture in there, there's a moisture in the air. They're coming over the west. They're going to kill us all. You know, it's it's, it's like a muggy heat. It's called like, um, it, it's always sweaty. So what I do is shower twice a day. I shower in the morning and I shower in the evening. And then I put on, mine like a nice pair of, I think I talked about these shorts before in the podcast. They're a pair of, again, I use the term lightly, Hugo Boss shorts. They're just really thin cotton shorts that I bought um, in a dodgy pop-up um, Casper in Spain in Magaluf so they're probably not legit but they are actually really 
light cotton. So wear those. Wear t-shirts. Try to keep as many windows in the house open as possible. And then I also um, just pour water over myself constantly. Like the rest are Triple H. I'm just soaking wet constantly. Spitting water. <laughs> you know, but it is definitely uncomfortable. Um, and, and again, I just wear shorts. Shorts and sliders. You know, a lot of people go, that's not a cool style. Here's the thing about style. I'm going to be like Gokwan here. You know, you can take it on board. It's all about the confidence. You know what I mean? That's it. Whatever you feel comfortable in, whatever makes you feel like you can be your best version of yourself is style. And hey, for me, it's sliders, shorts, and a stringer, you know, with the pierced nips out. You know, I don't have pierced nips yet, but I'm going to get them because I talk about it so much, and that's what I'm about, you know. Again, sign up to the Patreon. Down the line, I'll do a video, get my nipples pierced. But again, I'm a very evolved, evolved guy, so my nipples are quite small. So, I mean, you need to get, like, one of those guys that, you know, like, carves... Like Mount Rushmore on the lead of a pencil. You need to get one of those guys to, to pierce my nips. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite cool at the minute, you know. Phil McSee said, with Shane taking a honeymoon in San Fran, don't call that, it's a holiday, and leaving you to, to a solitary reign over Boytown, how does it feel to have basically two separate weird podcasts going for the next three weeks or so? Hey man, I feel like content-wise, it's going to get highbrow. I feel it's going to get good. It's going to be, be hard to miss, you know. Obviously, as I've given a major announcement, that there will be uh, other hosts, guest hosts on the show, uh, on Boytown, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. You know, it'll be nice to just try something a bit different. You know, obviously, Shane is uh, is is the, the co-host of Boytown and, and always will be. Um, but, you know, he's, he's decided that it's more important to go away with his wife on holidays, which is fucking selfish. But, um, no, I think it'll be good. It'll be interesting. It'll add a bit of a different dynamic. And, um, you know, the Weird Podcast will always be the Weird Podcast. It'll always be here every week for you because that's what I'm about. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be a nice change. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But, again, I'm a shin ready, to be fair. Um, Coconutle King has said, I know there's no chance of this being recorded until Sunday. Oh, look at this guy. Fucking Mystic Meg. Oh, do you want to meddle, mate? You're fucking still going to be on a Monday. What's the matter when I record it? Guy, you know? Fucking calling me on my own podcast. By being factually accurate, yeah, that's true, but shut up. Um, but in the off chance that the Papa Physique's firing on all cylinders, hey man, mine be recording on Friday, but I'm firing all cylinders. Psh, 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 go for it. Um, what's your death row three course? Um, I assume you mean meal, you know. Mandoliers are optional for lighting. Uh, for those of you who don't know what mandoliers are, just listen to my weird podcast, not Boytown. Mandoliers are an invention. It's kind of like chandeliers, but hanging off the roof. And they're legit men just hanging with lights coming out of them. Where do the lights be plugged in? Don't need to know that. Right, so my three course. For starter, it's gotta be it's gotta be a good seafood chowder. You know, it's gotta be like Shane's in San Francisco, you know, reminds me of the time when I went to San Francisco and went along to the pier and got a, an unbelievable seafood chowder in a sardo loaf, you know, that was the ultimate, you know, I absolutely love that, so for starter, I would have that, I also enjoy, um, mules marinée, you know, mules but if I'm, if I'm dying, I want to see food chowder, um, from a main course, mm, that's a tough one, mains are always very hard to choose, I like Italian food, you know what I mean, I could do a pasta dish, I could do, you know, but again, you, you want it to be a good steak, like a well-cooked steak, like a proper good quality cut, I get a nice um a nice bit of steak would be good. You need some sides for that. You gotta have some nice asparagus there, um some dauphinois potatoes, mm, rich, creamy, cheesy, delicious. Also, you know, it's my last meal. I like pepper sauce with steaks. It's normally a go to, but I think with this I'm gonna go for a blue cheese side, not poured over it. Just have it the side. You know what I mean maybe mix and match that. Get a nice bottle of Malbec Red to go with that. Drink that down, yum yum. By that stage, I'll be buzzing. I'll be ready to be shot, or you know, that's how I would choose to get done. Just pop a bullet at me, guy. You know what I mean? Don't want to be injected. You don't want to go out with a bang. You know, after after you know, I treasure life. Life is precious. But if I'm going to go, you know, want to go out like Custer's last stand. You know, and then speaking of Custer, I'm not going to have custard for dessert. I'm going to have banoffee with delicious ice cream. You know. Mm. That's my three-course meal. Hey, as well, guy, I also have an NIT tonight. I'm starving. I know I'm getting myself all excited. 
you know, and not having any of that stuff that I've talked about. It's so depressing. Connor Dolan, do you think Arsenal will do much in the transfer window? Um, hey, I think they should. You know, every year I'm like, I wonder who Arsenal, every year I'm disappointed. I'm just always disappointed. I feel like now this is the first time in a long time I'm just going, you know what, there's more life than football, you know. See, I think it was possibly seeing that that thunder and lightning strike instantaneously that's made me go, hey, there's more. But I'm just, I'm trying not to get involved because I mean, any, like Arsenal are just a piss take club. Like any time I get excited or invested in them, they just break my heart. You know, I just get, I get hope and then it's shattered. Like, you know, that's the last thing a person needs in life is hope. That's all they need. All you need is hope. And then every time I have hope, it just gets fucking shattered. So, man, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to pay attention. You know, hopefully we'll get a few people. We need fucking loads. We don't have the money to do that. It's going to be another disappointing season. Tristan Glenn has said, Hey, big, sexy guy, man. I've been enjoying the sun, but my partner says I'm drinking too much. How do I politely tell her to wise up and boys will be boys? Well, first and foremost, you say, look, booze tastes nicer in the sun. You know, we don't have very much sun. The sun comes and goes. You should. You need to be telling her, hey, look, Look, love, I love you, you know, but also Papa nearly got killed by a lightning bolt, you know. We never know when our time is up. I enjoy having a drink in the sun. Let me be me. You know, you're with me because you love me, and I'm here to show you what I'm all about. And, hey, drinking in the sun is what I'm all about. Now, you know, it depends on what you're drinking. If you're just having a few cold beers, you know, a few cold beers having a... you know, the old gin here, you know, maybe having a cider, some uh, kind of uh, sangria or a nice uh, cold cold rosé or something, you know, that'd be great. But, um, you know, if you're drinking, like, special brew or white lightning, just necking it, you know, maybe you have a problem, you know, drinking McKenzie, like, five-pound bottle for a litre of whiskey, you know, then maybe, maybe have a wee word with yourself. But if you're just, you know, being casual, just say, you know, what I tend to find my wife likes me to do is if she's telling me off about stuff, is that, you know, I, I just put my finger over her lips and go, shh, she absolutely loves that. Doesn't blow the head about that at all. Doesn't uh, lose lose focus, doesn't, like, want to kill me. Nope, doesn't give that a go um, and let me know how that works out. So just you do you or maybe, you know, maybe slowly make her a nice sweet drink with you and be like, hey, you know, if you can't deal with this party, it's maybe time to get out of the conservatory wherever people have parties, I don't know. But yeah, just just you do you and let her know. Glenn Lindsay, now you've settled back into Casa de Elliot. Oh, where's Casa de, de Elliot with one T, man? My name is, oh, I see that. Even people spell my name with one T. It's, it doesn't look right. It's E-L-L-I-O-T-T. Two T's, brother, like an Audi T-T, you know? You're a good guy, I'm not going to hate on you, but I mean, Casadel Elliot is two T's, you know, it is. But do you have any plans for a moat to be installed on the perimeter? Hashtag grand designs, hashtag weird. Um, you know what, I, I could do with a moat, because it would stop my stupid wee dog escaping through the bush in the next door neighbours, who's an old pensioner lady, and just dropping big deuces on her lawn, you know, and I have to walk around and be like, sorry about that, pick up his shit. And he's a small dog, you know, he's a small guy, but, you know, again, small dog, big anus, you know, he's dropping big loads that he shouldn't be doing for a guy that size. But I could do the moat, but now nah, there's no real plans to, to do anything to the house right now. The goal is, at some point, to extend. But, I mean, we're a long way off that. And I, I need to get an office again in this house to do my flipping work, you know, get a podcast recorded. That's the dream, but many years away from that, unless we win the lottery or um, my pimping career um, picks up again. You know, I haven't actually been a pimp since I was, I think, about 10. Um yeah, peace happen, be 10, yeah. But, you know, I need to maybe get that back again. Nathan Concilia has, has said, hope I ain't too late for questions. Hey, big old sex man. Um, as you're not much of a creepy fan, and uh, enthusiast as I, what snacks do you gorb down while drinking? I bet you enjoy a luxuriant dark chocolat. Um, DCOC, which is, of course, Don Concilia, I've come, XXXX. Um... 
Dark chocolate's ni- not nice. You know, dark chocolate, is, as luxurious as it is, it's not nice. You prefer milk chocolate. It's milky. It's delicious. Um, but, you know, when I'm on a diet, I would have, like, the odd square dark chocolate and pretend, oh, this is a real nice treat. You'd just be like, nah, I'd rather have no treat at all. But, no, if, if you're talking about when I'm drinking alcohol, I like nuts. Mm, all kinds of nuts. Interpret that how you will. Um, but, no, I like nuts. I like I like those wee bacon things. Wee bacon fries you get in, in pubs. I like those. And I like scampi fries. And I just hear my daughter screaming. And she should be asleep because she's been in bed for two hours. Um, but, yeah, I like, I like nuts. And I like... Um, Scampi fries, yeah, it's about, about the height of it, you know, when I'm drinking. But I mean, when I'm not drinking, I'm an ice cream guy, I'm an ice cream chocolate guy, I'm an ice cream chocolate guy, yeah, it would be what I go for. Um, but the all time I will have crisps, you know, and I like tato crisps, They're, they taste good. Um, Jamie Harrison has said, Are you up for shaving your head when the time comes? If you know what I mean, um, do you think you look hard as fuck? Well, man, I've had a shaved head before, um, I must admit, I'm not really. Uh, one of those guys that's like super precious about their hair. I admit, you know, I have a stressful life. Um, I'm married with a wife and a kid that do, that do my head in from time to time. You know, is it true that before I met Catherine, I had a luxurious thick mane and a full dark beard? Yeah. Is it true now that I'm pretty thin on top with loads of greys in my beard? Yeah. But that's life. It's an evolution. You're moving forward. You're growing. And uh, you just have to embrace it. And when the time comes, yeah, I'm definitely going to shave my head. I don't think I look hard as fuck because I've got these big round features. You know, a big round button nose. These are gap teeth. They kind of look like a bit of a freak, you know. And if I go bald right to the wire, I've got a brain head. You know, it looks like one of these guys who doesn't actually have the top of a skull, just a brain. It's freaky. It's weird. But no, I think I'll, I'll, I'll first I'll go is just keeping it a one all over. You know, but then you got to get that done every week otherwise you end up looking like you know the old microphone head which is not a sweet look so that's the end of the questions and also the end of the podcast guys it's been uh, a pleasure this week you know once again um major shout out to john joseph and the shane for supporting the patreon if you haven't uh uh, try to get on Patreon just go on support the podcast Fiverr could make a, a big difference to me so if you could do that that would be amazing um, and I'd really appreciate it hopefully there'll be some new content coming out again just support the podcast if you haven't already rated, rate and review the podcast and just follow, follow me you know, on social media and stuff um, just Dave Elliott Comedy bar Twitter the Dave Elliott because Dave Elliott Comedy is too many fucking letters but guys enjoy your week um, it's been one hour and two minutes worth of me talking shit and hey um I'll see you again next week, you know, share the podcast, spread the love, and remember, appreciate every minute of life, because you may get struck by lightning when you're taking your stuff to the recycling. God bless.